Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, I want to read two verses from our epistle reading from Romans chapter 6 to uh, frame our text, our sermon for today. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Marked for death, sealed for life. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the Jordan River, Jesus was marked for death. The Lord's Christ was the one who was sent so that he could die. The voice of the Lord declaring Jesus to be the Son of the Father and the, uh, the descent of the Spirit were all signs that Jesus would begin his public ministry as the sin-bearer for the world. Where later Mary would anoint Jesus with expensive perfume before his crucifixion and burial, here the Father anoints his only begotten Son with the Holy Spirit, setting him firmly on the road to the cross and then to the grave. When Jesus is marked for death, it's for our gain. It's for our salvation. See, this wasn't some mob-style kiss of death. This was no assassination attempt where the, the target was unaware. Jesus knew full well his ministry. He knew full well that his life was to be given in, in, as a sacrifice for the whole world. As Jesus was baptized and marked for death, he was honored above all, given the name and the title of Son of God, which is truly who he is. But see, in his baptism, this is now made known publicly. And now with disciples in tow and the crowds that surround and the Pharisees and the Sadducees that provoke, Jesus sets out on his life of ministry that leads to the cross of Calvary and to his sacrificial death for all. Jesus was marked for death. But you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, you too were marked for death in your baptism. On the outside, you may have been bundled up in a baptismal gown that was maybe passed down for pre from previous generations, looking cute as a button. You might have been older, wearing your Sunday best. Whatever it was that you were wearing on the outside, on the inside, before the water combined with God's word washed over you, well, you were already dead. You were dead in the sin that was handed down from previous generations. You were dead in the, all the sin that you committed up to that very moment when you were marked anew, well, for death. As your pastor said, receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. You, you were marked for death. You were marked with Christ's death for your gain. Hear his work on the cross some 2,000 years ago as he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Now comes to you. 
and in the divine mystery of the gospel, all the sin that you inherited and all the sin that you have committed, even the whole sin of the world that was taken up in the flesh of Jesus and nailed to the cross, it comes to you to put your sinful nature to death. For you were marked for death in your baptism. As you received the name of the triune God along with the water, you received the great honor of being called a son, be his son. So through the son's death, you were able to be proclaimed an offspring of the father, an heir of salvation. Though being marked with the cross of Christ Jesus, the only son of the father, you were marked for a life of death. As Jesus lived to die to forgive our sin, we die to live in the forgiveness of our sin. For you are marked for a life of death, death for your sinful flesh that still wants to hide its shameful thoughts, words, and deeds. You are marked to live under the cross where you day daily to yourself and confess your sin and your unrighteousness to the Lord before others. It's in this daily dying to yourself that you find life in Christ. At his baptism, Jesus was marked for death, but he was also sealed for life. It was his work, his ministry, to be the sin-bearer of the world and to walk the lonely road to Calvary so that he could ransom his creation by laying down his life. But he was not to remain dead. He rose again on the third day, and when the morning of the third day came, Jesus left death in the tomb. And the thing is, he didn't just leave his death in the tomb, but he left our death in the tomb. Our sin that brings death to our mortal bodies, that he left in the tomb. As Jesus A new Jesus emerges, not in the sense that he is someone else, not at all. He's still the same son of God, the same Emmanuel, God with us. But he is no longer now the sin bearer who lays down his life in death. That work is complete. The death that he died, he died once for all. Now the life he lives, he lives glorified by God. Jesus emerges from the tomb never to die again. He was sealed for life. He lives even now and will forever. And so in your baptism, you also were sealed for life. You were crucified with Christ and you were raised with Christ. You emerged from the waters of baptism a new creation. Yeah, you still had all your fingers and your toes and no, you didn't receive superpowers or something like that. You emerged from the waters of baptism as a forgiven child of God. And the life that you live now is not a life to gratify the incessant cravings of the sinful nature, but it's a life lived to the glory of God. As a forgiven child of God, you don't seek out sin so that you can assume forgiveness or treat it casually as if it cost nothing at all. No, you live under the cross and you flee from sin, grasping on the forgiveness already paid for with Jesus' precious blood. 
that's how you are to live daily. For you are sealed for a baptismal life. And in your baptism, brothers and sisters in Christ, you were given the Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus received the Holy Spirit, anointing him for the work of sin-bearer who would die and rise again, you too were given the Holy Spirit in your baptism. And as you received the Holy Spirit, you were sealed for life as a forgiven child of God and for the fullness of life at the resurrection that is still yet to come. For in baptism, the Holy Spirit uses water and the Word to unite us to unite you to Jesus' death and resurrection. In baptism, the Holy Spirit is at work to prepare your body and your soul for the fullness of the redeemed life that is to be revealed when our Lord and Savior comes in the fullness of his glory and raises the dead. This is the gracious gift of God through the sacrament of holy baptism. By the water and the word, the Holy Spirit unites you to Jesus' death and his resurrection. Your sin is forgiven, and you emerge a forgiven child of God and an heir of salvation. For in holy baptism, you're marked for death, and you're all for life. Thanks be to God. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our God. Amen.